0: Some Man City fan apparently slugged him
1: I like Jeremy Shit you're old It was a direct attack at you Like you look every bit 30
0: He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout
2: Watch watch rumbles on Pina colada, large one
1: Yes, coming in hot with episode 99 of uh, Football Played on Paper podcast. And the hostess with the most is back. Finally, I'm back. And I'm joined by a full selection here today. So we've got uh, Job. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, mate. Coming off a real roller coaster of emotions over the weekend. Um, Mishnah losing, then Liverpool losing. So I've been watching John. I've been reading John Terry tweets just to get me back up and going for this.
1: Yeah, so. Um, Oh, I was texting Job this weekend, and then I jumped on Twitter real quick, and then he went into one of those Britney Spears meltdowns, um, cut his own hair, and, <laughs> but, and then, and then what came next? The crying, I think, after that, um, and then looks like you've just woken up. So, yeah,
2: Lee, Leave totally Ollie alone.
0: Totally
2: <laughs> He's a
1: legend. Oh, come off the
2: bench, mate. He's not a legend. What are you
1: talking about? Um, Barney, how are you, mate? You good?
2: Yeah, good. Thanks, Sean. Sure. No, it's good to see your uh, internet connections very solid and consistent at the moment. Don't speak yeah, too soon, was, mate. There, there were some,
1: some Grenlims. Um, I was putting in a third story on the house and uh, yeah, as you know, Halsey, as you know. Um, I know how that yours, goes. Yep. Three story I'm packing. Um, it's <laughs> tough. So yeah, no, I've got to, and I'm I am peddling at the moment. So if I get a bit panty, um, you, you know why. Halsey, in, how are you, mate? All
2: that interference with the scaff.
3: Yeah. Scaf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good, thanks. I'm glad all the pressure of hostings off my shoulders. Uh, I can just yeah, focus yeah on the soundboard. Yeah. It's it's a tougher job oh. than than we give you credit for. I'll say that much. Yeah,
1: thank you. I um I did have a quick dive into into Reddit. Um and well, I was going to read a few out, but uh like yeah, just too much profanity really. So um it couldn't really form a full sentence.
0: Um, I, are we I, sta- <laughs> I stand by what I said in the Reddit comments. <laughs> 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 okay.
3: After Liverpool um, loses, well, I can't take much more. So cheers
1: for that. So, um, Ollie in slash out number nineteen eight. Eight, that's your job, right? <laughs>
0: um uh, B- Brucey Headers, that's me. <laughs> Down Reddit, did you ever say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Brucey does have a straight nose, eighty seven, that's job. Um, all right, so we've got a stacked show, we better dive in. So we've got weekly happenings off the top, full review, um, and then we'll dive into some socials. And I think Jobber might even get into his mailbag. Last week he put his hand in, got bitten by a Python. So um assuming he's still got the arm to dive deep we can uh, get into the emails. But, Barn, let's go, bud. Hit us off with weekly happenings.
2: All righty. So there's been plenty of chopping and changing at the helm of many Premier League clubs. So we've obviously seen uh, since the start of the season, we've had um, Zisco sacked from Watford. We've had Nuno sacked from Tottenham. Um, we've now seen uh, Daniel Farker has been sacked from Norwich after their first win of the season. That was pretty pretty stiff. Dean Smith. Smart. Which I think is probably Barney, the biggest Barney, shock of the you, whole thing. Bef-
0: Barney, before you go on, I really wanted you to say, Delia Smith told Daniel to fuck off. And I was hoping all week you were going to say that. And you missed, <laughs> you missed a glaring opportunity.
2: you a going to word well, him up you, sooner Yeah, yeah. tee it up a bit, mate, for
0: fuck's sake.
2: Hell. All right, yeah, but anyway, back to my point. Dean Smith, sacked again with oh, sorry not again but sacked um and i'm missing one who was the there's five that have been sacked so far i can't remember ollie, who the, no no everyone's wishing it was ollie um <laughs> that's number six i can't I, I've just it's escaped me but we've had like 25 percent of the starting managers of the premier league sacked in 11 games it's a tough league mate which is crazy and everyone's just burning them, getting rid of them now and not even, it's not just the Premier League. We also saw in Serie uh, at Genoa, Davide Ballardini was sacked. And this is his 14th season he's been in charge of a team and he's never once completed a full season. I guess, not, not once. How's he still getting jobs? He's, he's been hired by Genoa and fired by them four times. <laughs> they just don't learn. <laughs> they don't learn, do they?
0: So, Barney, you're, you're quite the intellect on the pubs. So uh, we, we, we look at you as like the smart streets, I'd, have you got? I'd, I'd so, agree. Do we? Can you explain to me how Daniel Farker gets sacked after a win? So, he lost 10 games and everyone's like, oh, that's all right. And then he wins one and they're like, oh, fuck, that's not what we do here. Something's got to be done. Yeah,
2: it was too much of a change of course. They weren't like, oh, we don't like this feeling. Get someone in who's going to lose every week again. They, they're too used to that. Surely that's like a that was
3: just like a already in motion type deal. They were probably like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, like yeah, yeah, sack him. But you know, with all like HR and that these days, it takes a while that performance <laughs> managed someone else organization. Yeah, <laughs> and so by the time they did, he happened to win a game. So it just looks horrible. No, but I, he was a corner.
1: That that was my theory too, Holes, Because I, I agree, it doesn't really make sense, right? He finally gets the get some points, and like they're not like yes, they're they're down the bottom, and yes, they only just got their first win, but that it's not like. You can salvage their season. You can still survive from where they are. Like it's, he's not in a position where, like they can't get out of the bottom three. Finally, got a win and what looked to be some momentum, or could be some momentum, and they sack him. So yeah,
2: I agree. This one
1: seems like a decision that was made two weeks ago and finally executed.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. It. It. I think it's. Um, it's. Uh, it's just like, I don't see what the point. Like I know you're saying like they keep him in, but like also. What's the what's the point of keeping him in? Like if you if you're already made a decision a few weeks ago, just get rid of him. Then if you're ready to get rid of him, get rid of him. Cause like I know they say like the way it's the international break, they can you coach in and then they can build work with the players, but just just like you're not doing anything by having those players play with him for another couple of uh couple of weeks or whatever, right? So I don't yeah. I don't see what the point of keeping him is if, if you've made that decision already.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying, Barn, but um you don't really have any respect for like the social media managers, like They'd have to like get the tweet ready to tweet. So, I mean, they obviously yeah. need to run up for and that, the Instagram so. and the yeah.
2: Instagram. Yeah, multiple so. accounts as and hard it sounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: think of the social media managers, I
2: say.
0: Oh, before we go on about multiple social yeah, media managers, I, I
2: know exactly what you're going to say. Did you, see, <laughs> yeah. did you see Bruno Fernandez's <laughs> yeah.
0: Instagram post? I can't, even, fuck, I can't even get it out. <laughs> I haven't
2: seen What's it. What's he got? So Talk to me. Job. Describe it, job.
0: So, Bruno Fernandez put up a post on Instagram and this might seem crazy, but he doesn't run his own account. Um, and whoever runs his account also runs Gabriel Martinelli's from Arsenal.
1: Oh, no. So oh. it was like
0: welcoming, <laughs> welcoming in the weekend. It's like Martinelli, Smith, Bro. I think Ben White's in there. They're all hugging. And it's out of Bruno Fernandez's account.
3: Fuck, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Is Ollie running big that account fa- or something? Big paper.
0: Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> that was a Jeez, slam dunk.
2: That's, 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 that's below it. the belt. That's below the belt. Um, but even though we got all these managers sacked, we've also seen a couple hired. So obviously we talked about last week Antonio Conte's in, but probably the big news around the globe is Xavi is finally, officially the Barcelona manager. What? Is this bad for his career? I think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, You're the your first runner for this. No, I thought you were about to say that Frank Lampard's favorite for the Norwich job.
2: Oh, I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to comment on that. I didn't what, want to talk about that. What are,
1: what do we make of Chavy um, paying um, half of his release clause? Yeah, Did, I know two point five mil was it? Yeah, so he paid half, and Barca paid half. Yeah, and so then I imagine he's like, he goes into the um, goes into the first meeting. He's like, oh, um, so I wouldn't mind, you know, buying um, whoever. Um, and then the board are like, yeah, that sounds good. We'll, we'll go halves, halves, halves in Hurricane. <laughs> you pay fifty, and we'll pay fifty.
2: Oh, that's what, weird! Isn't what isn't the, negotiations yeah, I weird. Like, the negotiations are like the negotiations these days. Must be hilarious to so like be a fly on the wall and just yeah. listen to what they're saying. Like you've you've literally split with the the coach you're bringing in his release clause from his previous club. Like what a fucking joke that is! As being one of the biggest clubs in the game, it's uh it's pretty hilarious. But let's uh let's move on from the sackings and the hirings onto a man who is absolutely dominating the stage, and that's Alexander Mitrovic who has banged in 20 goals in 17 Mm. matches for Fulham this season in the championship like he does every second season when he's back in the championship. And is he, (laughs) I want to put it to you, is he the most underrated striker in the championship?
1: Well, he's not not underrated in the championship though, is he? He's rated in the championship. Uh, I think he's right in that sweet spot where he's just like, unbelievable at that level and then every time he goes into the prem he either sits on the pine um and or or comes on and doesn't really do that well so yeah i'd say rated in the championship and um just in that sweet spot he shouldn't go up if they go up he should stay
0: Barney, is this one of these posts that you have to intentionally annoy me where you're like oh we have to list the best five it's players not spoken about it yeah that's what i'm sort of sensing oh, too son of a bitch fuck, you got you got me um <laughs> Because I was like, what's the other criteria? Everyone knows it's basically the David Nugent effect. Like you don't need to look Big any Nuge. further than that. Big Nugent. I love a good David Nugent bench. One um, England
1: game, <coughs> one goal.
2: So,
0: Yeah, and the star of the championship, best player ever.
2: Yeah, he's, he's looking the goods though. And he's going to go up and he's going to sit on the bench again. So that'll be good for his career. And in two years' time, we'll be raving about his goal-scoring efforts again back in the championship. <laughs> Alrighty, let's stop delaying it. Let's get straight into the games and let's oh, go yeah. straight away <laughs> Thank to, the, God. to, well, probably not the best game of football of the weekend, but the best result for everyone, bar one person on this pod, Man City 2, United 0, lol. Sean, sure get us started before Jabba <laughs> well, starts crying. First, first
1: of all, is this not like
2: the biggest...
1: Two 0 shellacking of all time, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah, no one. No, normally, if it, for De Gea, it would have been seven, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, but then at the same time, De Gea, like he's like, hang on, I can't be the on- the only one doing okay here. Let me stink up the joint like everyone else. Um, no, like you could just see the gulf between the two teams. It was only two nil um, on the score line, but I've seen Man City like dominate teams less and score more. So yeah, I think De Gea did do well. Um, to be honest, I think obviously there's a second goal where there was some questions to be answered but yeah i just think you could see the gulf between the two teams and um i don't know as soon as when we me and you had the three at the back i just thought nah something like this didn't seem like it was going to work to me and then all that happened is um it was it photo uh, on one side and was it silver on the other side
3: jesus was on hey, jesus the right side thank you yes played like a false nine i think
1: yeah and all they did was just pin the um two wingbacks back which I think I, I, I could see and from mm-hmm. my own little armchair, um, and then was brought up at half time. I think Scalzi brought it up where it's like, even even at the um, level I play at, you know that as soon as the team plays five, you play wings high and ping the wingbacks back. So then they're stuck there with five, and they were stuck there with five and just got, and then therefore they gave up the ball everywhere else. It was just so obvious what was going to happen. And, and as I said, even at my level that I play at, that, you know that straight away. So if it's taught at my level, our level, then surely those guys know it straight away. Yeah.
0: It's, it's weird that you say that because, like, the formation I think it was so critical in how easy it was for City to pick up, you know, pick gaps in there. But I think it's also really important that no matter what formation you play, you can't just sort of get into it and stop. Like, you kind of have to keep moving at different points in the game. Like, it was so weird to watch, like, a Manchester United team that were doing the best impression of training cones I've ever seen
2: yeah <laughs> like it's,
0: like, it's like oh thank god we're in the 5-3-2 we're safe now oh shit they just walked right around us
3: yeah it was like that watching especially you can see the angle like from the camera angle so well that they had pretty good shape at times but it was like that and then they they were so goddamn slow to move like city would switch the ball and they were just like walking and jogging across and so it just made the switch of play like just a far more effective tactic, like more than it already
2: is when a team actually is trying. And it's just yeah, it was unreal. So job on on the I just want to ask you on the three at the back. So they've done it now against Atalanta and they did it against City. And I'm assuming they're trying to be more defensively solid, are they? Or what what's the point? Because both times they've looked worse at the back. Than when they've been playing four, so I mean it could also be because they're not used to the system. But what's the what's the idea behind the three? Right? Is there any do you so they my, talked about it at all?
0: M- well, no, they haven't. But my personal theory is that you're right. They were trying to give more coverage in defence, but I think the byproduct of this against the better teams is like they all everybody looks like they're uncomfortable now in the space that they need to go into. Like Wambasaka was so often like in two minds. Luke Shaw's in two minds, even for the second goal, where you're like he sort of thinks someone should be there, and then he sort of turns around. You see him be like, oh shit. It was supposed to be me, and like, it, it, like they just kept getting caught in between the like half spaces. But what I really think it is is that every time Manchester United had, had like a reasonable result with the formation, that now becomes the formation that they go yeah. to, and that's the one they get comfortable with. Because I was like, oh, thank God, it worked, um, and they just they just stick with that. And that's how I feel about the five three two because that sort of goes to that motif that they signed a bunch of players they didn't know what to do with because that formation, like I'd love to see Jaden Sancho slot in at right wing back, maybe a Donny Van Der Beek at left <laughs> wing back, just, you know, change things up a bit.
1: I, I kind of agree with that, Job, um, but more so on the first goal. So on on the first goal, you can see it, it was the the ball, um, like it was a second phase of play, went outside to um, Cancelo and you had Bruno Fernandez there and you saw Bruno, he's like on the edge of the box like, oh, I'm closest, so I need to go. So then he ends up at like the right back position trying to close Cancelo then gets crossed in and obviously sliced in by bye. So that makes sense for the first goal that they were sort of in tatters there. But the second goal where you're like, oh, I'm sure and Maguire and even De Gea to an extent, I'm like, they looking at each other going, do you go, do I go, do you go, do I go? Um, but that was from a set play. It was from a dead ball for a kick, right? So sh- shouldn't no, they be? No, no, no. No, so I think it was a cross. So
0: that went from one similar, like they both went from one side to another. So effectively, if you look at the bigger picture and it's not like a stat sheet type thing, but Bernardo Silva effectively assists his own goal because it comes out to him. He, he, he plays it across. It ba- yeah, he slides yeah. back then across runs out in. to Cancillo. Cancillo tucks in yeah. into that space where you're like, is like, oh, I think that's a centre-back. And then the centre-back's like, well, Bruno should be getting out there, but no one gets out there. So he gets his head up, clips it over, and Bernardo Silva's the only one that's moving and again, you just see that confusion as to where they think they should be and no one's got anyone.
1: Yeah, which is true. I I do I, I see what you're saying now. But um, I suppose the, the resolution to that and what I would think you would do as a defender to go, or oh, I'm not sure, sure what's going on here. So I'm just going nice. to grip my teeth and clear it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, going to take responsibility as opposed to like saying – I'm not sure what's going on here, so I'm assuming someone else could do something. Oh, not, 2-0. Okay.
0: For the first goal, that that is exactly what Aaron Wamosaka should have done, where he's like, I'm a little bit confused about where I am. So you're like, well, go and attack the fucking ball then. Like, don't he, yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah, looking least. behind him and he's like, Oh, Bruno's close. Where's Harry Maguire? And you're like, well, get out and close close the cross. Like, one thing you can do is tackle. Everything yeah. else you suck at.
2: Yeah. All right. So I've got I've got a I've got a stat here to that shows how thoroughly outplayed uh, United were here. Oh, so thanks, Barney.
0: The, the match didn't tell me that. Give yeah, me the stat as yeah. well. Is it a from Oracle? Oh, That's, oh, so, oh, help. oh, That's no. so helpful right now. It's right.
1: the Oracle win probability tests. after 2-0. <laughs> I love these tests that um like trick the eye test. So the eye test says one thing, but Barney, what's his stat say?
2: Well, I've got to hear someone. So City didn't use a sub.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: And, and, I had that on my notes. What a stat. Oh, no way. There's more to that. There's more to that. And all 10 outfield players it. had more touches than the most by United player, which was Maglar and Lindelof, both on 67. So everyone on the field and City's getting more touches than, than the best person United or the most touches by, by United. And to add to that, United had more shots on target at their own goal than at City's. <laughs>
3: that's the one. That's <laughs> yeah. the one. That's, that's, that's gonna the trigger. one. The, pa- the passing one's not so bad. Respond.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm <laughs> glad you got that in there, Barney. So the other thing that was sort of irking me at the end of the game because by like you know the fifteenth minute the game was over from a Manchester United perspective, but I was like, you know what, fuck it, throw caution to the wind, chuck Donny Van Der Beek out there. It can't get any worse. Like, just let I him have a
1: kick. I feel so. I feel so sorry for Donny. He gets bought on and thrown into like the worst situations. He's like, "Hey, we're two nil down, and we. I don't think we've kicked it yet in the second half. Go out there and fix it. Like he just <laughs> yeah. he's not hiding to hide into none, <laughs> You know what Like I like he's seen. gonna
2: make it worse as well. He's he gonna make it but better?
1: <laughs> I, I did see like as the game was going on, um, and I was looking at like changes of what Oli could um make. I also looked at um Pep's team. I'm like, oh, you probably wouldn't change anything at this stage. And then I thought that maybe 60 minutes uh, when, you know, regular changes start to happen. And then I checked, like, I thought again at 80. I'm like, hang on. They actually haven't made any changes. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that really, especially these days. Do you know what I mean? Like some some competitions you're allowed to use five subs. Internationals in friendlies, they're using like unlimited. So, yeah, it did seem really unusual that Pep made no subs. Don't you think that's unusual? Do you think (laughs) it
0: was... Pep being concerned that if one of the players had to sprint off to the bench, he'd be more likely to get injured climbing up the stairs than he would playing against Manchester United.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was they weren't burning much energy playing on the field, so it was safer out there, and and they would get less fatigued than the mental fatigue of sitting on the bench doing nothing.
1: Yeah, well, um big Roy Keane said uh, at the end of the game, there was an interview with Phil Foden. Phil Phil was like, oh, yeah, I was told to do this and do this and, yeah, good good win for City and stuff. And then Roy was absolutely steaming after. He's like, he's just played a derby game. He's just played a derby game. How's he that calm and relaxed? How's he not sweating? Yeah, he's like, that's
2: right. He hasn't been yeah. worked.
0: He goes, he's had a lovely day out. He's done nothing.
2: Oh, yeah. was a, It was a shot at United. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: But do you enjoy that like now you've got Gary Neville, Roy Keane sort of, you know, circling around the issue where they don't want to say in public they're just like, well, he's got to go. But they're like, oh, the players let him down. But, you know, oh, he could have done a bit more. Pogba you know, this,
2: yeah, Pogba that. Pogba
0: <laughs> maybe or Maguire's not doing this. But really it's like, well, you have to you have to sack the manager. You can't keep dancing around it.
3: He also has been pretty hard on saying that like there's players in the team that just aren't up to United standard. Like he just came out and said he's like cleverly Fred and Shaw just aren't good enough for Manchester United. And I definitely agree with that. Yeah. No, not, not, um, sorry, um, McTominay, I said cleverly, but McT- he wasn't good enough either. But McTominay, McTominay and Fred, they're not good enough to be in the midfield. Yeah, but I think if, if Roy was the Roy had his way and he was the director of football there, he'd just buy,
1: like, he'd go and buy Kante, he'd go and buy Harry Kane. Do you know what I mean? He'd just have all these all these star players, but I'm like, it's just not mm-hmm. realistic to bring all those players together. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I agree they are protecting um, Oli, which is fine. Because I think that as soon as someone says, oh, he's got to go, um, they all they all just say like, yeah, but who for? Like what, what's your thing? Then we're just going to what well, bring in a, a manager that's won everything. Well, we brought in um, Mourinho. We brought in Van How, who were huge managers and they didn't win a lot with us. So uh, that seems to be Roy's and Gary's <laughs> response to that's, all those questions or should or shouldn't fucking, be. Not that is attacked.
0: a very, very weak response. Like it just doesn't. So it just doesn't make sense. Like you're more likely statistically and that the two people they brought in are both prickly characters and both very regimented about their systems and if people don't buy into their systems, it doesn't work. So find someone who's like a happy medium. They're still well, a big both, club manager.
1: Both those managers did win trophies at Manchester United, won the FA exactly. Cup. Exactly. Louis Van Gaal won the FA Cup <laughs> and Mourinho won that amazing treble.
2: Exactly. <laughs> amazing treble. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's probably enough for, leave you, you like know, job. Jobba's armpits can't take it anymore. A quick word for buckets. City, though. They were fucking good. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah.
0: Performance yeah. of the season, I think, to be honest. without like really? They could have won, won by seven or eight. Especially,
1: especially oh, yeah, after yeah. losing
2: last week. Yeah.
0: yeah fucking yeah, smack true.
1: Good
2: bounce back for them. Uh, all righty. Next one we got here. Chelsea won. Burnley one. Big boys dropping points again. So, we saw... Liverpool dropped points, obviously. City dropped points last week, and now Chelsea have joined the party. And Daichi's got one over Tuchel. Look at the, look at the big fella; he's excited. Do you reckon? I was watching it. I was sort of. I was thinking to myself. Do you reckon Dashi even if he's like lost the last three games to Tuchel, goes up to him at the end of the game? He's just like, that one's for England. In that real fucking rough voice. I, I reckon Just there's
0: like, a little bit of a "you've got a lot to learn, Tommy" type thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, welcome to the Premier Wing. <laughs> still, yeah, yeah. get well, yeah. Even though he's like lost the last three, I can. He still gives it to him after that one-one-all draw. Hey, Tommy, you should have booted it back there. I'll play it with that. <laughs> yeah, oh, like a walk a mile in my shoes, mate.
0: Um, Barney. So a couple of things. Really took my eye on this one. So one is uh, Edward Mendy, conceding goals. Like, I don't know if he's in that David De Gea class anymore. Um, sec-
2: <laughs> God, shut up. Se- second
0: <laughs> one is Kai Havertz's finishing. Is it a real problem? Like I know Chelsea have got a shitload of goals in them, but Kai Havertz has got to stick his hand up after this one. I'd be like, I missed a couple of absolute sitters. If it's
2: on his head, he's okay. But if he's at his foot, it's not looking too good. Yeah, I'd agree at with that. His,
0: at his foot.
2: but he's not a natural he's also not a natural striker either so it's like he's always played sort of number 10 off the striker role and then he's kind of been laid a bit line a little bit for Leverkusen but even when he was there he wasn't doing it he wasn't a striker and now he's filling in for Rom so yeah I'm I'm more worried that Werner still can't finish but and Havertz I'm like yeah he'll get better I feel like Havertz has got a better chance of getting goals than Werner does so,
1: does anyone else think that um, Chelsea went into this game with their, like, foot off the pedal a little bit? And Because I don't feel as though Tommy Tooks played his full-strength squad. Obviously, he had um, Rom out, but th- that's forced. Um, but... I mean Hudson Adorei hasn't played or started a lot of games. He started. Ross Barkley started. Um, again, he doesn't start or really cut out. Ross off Barkley's the, the big one off, there, I think. That often. Yeah, that stood well, out for me. Yeah. Well, the one that plays all the time, especially in all the big games, is Asperta. And he didn't start either. So I think if you look at that, you've probably got one in the defensive line, maybe um one in the midfield and two up top who who he sort of elected to change or and, well, one in the front line was forced. But, yeah, so I think he's made sort of three elective changes there to weaken his team um, for resting or whatever it may be. So, yeah, a bit unusual,
0: I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. They still mustered like 25 shots. Like I think it's just one of those games where it just didn't feel like it was going their way. Like they did they did rest a few, but that's a deep squad. Um, but they, I just think the prophecy in front of goal just killed them.
3: Yeah, I felt Burnley can be like this. Watching the, the like the, the mini match and that felt I felt like when I watched some of the Liverpool games from last year, where like against particularly against Burnley, where like you'd you'd have all these attempts and that, and you just it just you're not scoring, you can't finish, can't quite get that final pass, and that's sort of like how Chelsea went; they're a bit bit flaccid at up top and um, couldn't get that that killer blow, and then it bites you in the butt against teams like Burnley; they'll they'll nick one back. Yeah, and
2: Chelsea have rotated that squad very heavily throughout the season and it's been pretty su- successful for them. So this is probably the one that it just it may not have been necessarily the squad, but yeah, just the team they come up against sort of honored a bit more. And I mean Nick Pope had an, a ridiculous game and made some like fantastic saves as well. So like if you had a slightly less quality keeper in goals, it could have been four or five nil for for Chelsea. So yeah, like
1: it, they yeah. had like De Gea or something like that in goals. Yeah,
2: I agree. <laughs> Don't you join <laughs> the fucking train as well? Used to be bent peppered every game. Oh all right so Chelsea remain on top though thankfully for them uh three points ahead of uh City I believe so uh we'll move on to the next one here and oh look at that son snuck in Everton versus Tottenham a big old nil all yeah what do, what do you think is on job
0: um, Barney, I just watched the highlights while you were doing the intro there to this game, <laughs> all 15 seconds of them. Holy shit, this game was boring. <laughs> <laughs> the highlight of the game is the VAR turnover, and I think that is that is basically all the attacking that happened. And the game. red card. Oh, and Harry Kane put a cross in as well. That was quite fascinating. Oh,
2: that'll get on the Oracle stats, attacking threat. <laughs> Do you want me to do want me to talk it up a bit more? Because it was a bit more exciting. Could than that. you
0: please find something about this <laughs> game to talk? Les- about?
2: Lascello hit the post, didn't he? That was a nice hit. That, that was, was the highlight. Yeah, that made that it on was the that was
3: good package. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, it was it was both teams are uh, like desperately in need of a win, and you could probably tell that from the first eighty minutes of the game, or actually up until about midway to the second half, because they got a bit spicy. Everyone was getting a bit fiery, but like both teams very cautious. Couldn't really put a final ball in. Were struggling a bit going forward. Um, so yeah, that sort of probably played into the boring side of the game. I'd say got a bit spicy, especially once the red card happened. Then there was some more stuff kicking off. Richarlison's trying to get everyone sent off, and all that, all that business. It was, it made for it made it a bit more exciting because there weren't any goals. But um, but yeah, I think for me, I'd take it out of it that Spurs look a lot more assured down back and a lot more solid, and seem to even though they've only been with Conte for like what a week now, they already seemed to understand his system better than the Nunos so that was nice to see still very lacking going forward a uh, bit not creative but yeah i think i'll i'll take the result new or we didn't concede it's uh it's where we're at at the moment so so, so um sam for
1: someone who doesn't really watch any boring teams like uh like spurs um t- talk me through what's different from um the, the Nuno era and the like formation and selection of the team to what Conte put out on the weekend. So and like Sean, from, from, I, my, from my one step back, I, he didn't really change a lot, did he?
0: And, Sean, I want to build got- on that too, Barney, before you start on your rant here. So Spurs have now gone 227 <laughs> minutes without mustering a shot on target. That's including 90 under Conte as well, please. So enlighten me as to why Spurs are any better.
2: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say they were better going forward. Better down back though. No, he's changed it to um, three at the back. So he's got like Ramiro, Dyer, and um, Ben Davis actually in it, in it left center back. Um, he's got – it's like most of the same players still playing. Like he's still got Skip and Hoiberg in the middle, so it hasn't really changed. And he's got Moira, Sun, and Kane up front. That's so nothing's, nothing's changed too much. But like it's more – it's like he hasn't changed the players necessarily, but like the system. And you watch – I watched the game against um, – uh, Vitesse, as well, which is like a bit of a, you know, obviously not as good a competition as what's in the EPL, but like, they're, they're like, the players, I guess, like, uh, hunger and they're like, they're driving that is much more than what they used to. Like, you'd see it straight away in the first game. They're like, much more, I guess, aggressive in the way they want to play. They're pushing it forward quicker yeah. and not going sideways okay. as much. Yeah, no, that, that
1: makes sense. Because I'm just saying, yeah. like,
2: from someone who just, to be
1: honest, I've watched, I don't think I've watched a lot of Spurs, um, Live games this year. I've watched. Oh, a, I don't. A bunch I don't blame of, you. A bunch yeah, of them been pretty boring. Their highlights. I'm just saying that it looks like they've got the same formation. I think New played a three every now and then, and um, the players look exactly the same to me too. So I'm just trying to work out what Conte's changed. So if that's like, yeah, you see more energy and more effort and more purpose out of them, then yeah, so be. It.
2: Yeah. yeah, definitely.
3: So I got a, a couple of things I wanted to point out or talk about in this game. Should, um, should Barney take a notepad or not for this? No, nah, that'll be quick. One's going to be quick. Was <laughs> it a red I'll card? I'll text Conte. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Uh, Strawberry, get him off. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's I, it was obviously a red card. i was just. I was just. You. It's sort of like that question. You just got to ask these days. Second one was it a was it a pen?
0: No. Yeah. I, one, I think no as like, well. He got the ball. He got the ball. He hundred yeah, percent okay. got the ball. And before before Richardson went down as well.
3: Yeah. No. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to argue that. My follow up question then is. Um so you're happy but was it enough of an issue an error to to then overrule with VAR do you think or should they just have left the ref decision?
0: Yes, I think the ref I think the ref did the right thing and that was a point where I was really happy to see VAR being used properly and successfully. Cuz that wasn't a pen, that was good goalkeeping yeah, no. and he should be rewarded for that. I do have a question mark about the foul on Anthony Gordon before that. Because if Richarlison They'll doesn't get the pen, it. yeah, is that a free kick? Yeah,
2: that was that pen. That was definitely a free kick. That when he just runs. I think it's Just runs straight into the back of Gordon and decks him. And nah, then,
3: I don't think it can be unless it's a pen or a red card situation. <laughs> oh, right, so, it's got to be. Yeah. In the, it's got to be in the goal scoring opportunity or in the, in box, the box or box. something.
2: Yeah, in the box.
3: Yeah, we'll get to weird that on the Liverpool game afterwards. Yeah. yeah just has got a big list. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, cool. Good good to but know no, where you guys sit on that.
0: Uh, um no great result for Spurs, Barney. We'll move on now. <laughs> Continuing to not have a shot. Um have, move on. Next game, please.
2: <laughs> you butchered that one. I'll take it back. Thanks. Uh yeah, next one we got here, Leeds one, Leicester one. This was actually a very entertaining game, as Shaunna mentioned before the pod. In, as a neutral, it would be very entertaining to watch. Obviously, it wasn't as fun for you watching yourself, Shawna. Uh No, so slightly
1: sore neck from watching uh, the boys just go up and back, like oh, tennis uh, match, basketball, mate. Yes, yeah. basketball tennis. Yeah, other well, well, sports we got volleyball. Yeah, that's, that's what it, that's what it felt like. No, it was a bit. It did feel rather disjointed from from both teams. I, I think, like you, you got to imagine if you're. Um, Marco or um, Brendy, that both managers wouldn't in, wouldn't have enjoyed that type of contest because like neither of neither of the teams had control of the game or or like the flow of the the contest either. So, it, like I would imagine that Brendy walked off there thinking, "Geez, that wasn't a good performance," and we dropped points there. And what I would imagine Marco would feel the same way that they've dropped points there. So, um, but the weird thing was the um, the goals and how fast they. They came to yeah. each other. <laughs> so, like, 26 and 27 um, minutes. And, like, just the reaction from the Leicester players, like, they had a, sh- a quick shouting match at, at each other about the, the poor um, outcome of uh, Rafinha's free kick that sort of bounced through, um, which I, I kind of think maybe Casper could have done better. Obviously, the marking should have been better. Um, but then, yeah, like, Leicester just bounced back straight away. And then what a finish from Harvey Barnes. Fuck ball, he yeah. will be in an England shirt in the not-too-distant future. Or be playing for Arsenal, one of the two.
3: <laughs> I've got a. Um, so I guess we'll talk on that. Casper uh, Michael you know, the goal for for Leeds. So I have a theory on those ones that, that where they whip it into the back post and and you know someone gets a nick on it or, or they don't and it will it, find its way into the corner. I always feel like with those ones the keeper should commit to the save of the far post, like just make sure that doesn't happen because you people aren't going to get upset at it yeah yeah but people are going to get less upset at the goalie if if a striker nicks in and gets their foot to it and and taps it in front post that looks less silly than just letting it run all the way through to the far post and not doing anything about it because you're not going to save a striker yeah. from 2 yards out it's a low percentage yeah. play so I, you might as well cover right. the, the yeah yeah i totally agree, like with, with you, no, totally agree with
1: you holsey no i totally agree with you holsey but um job for someone who um we stuck in goals in our futsal team because you weren't good enough to play on the pitch what do you think <laughs>
0: No, I just imagine the pelters you would get on social media if you dive the wrong way. So you go you go for the free kick and you go to that back stick which seems logical and then Harry Maguire gets his big melon in front of it and nods at front stick. You're literally being seen to going the wrong way.
3: No, I'm not saying you dive then. You're just there assuming it's going to get through the crowd and so you your reaction times prepared basically. You're not like Oh shit, it's through. And then you're like, uh, it's going to go in the back post. And if someone touches it, bad luck. If not, I'm ready
2: to save it. The, the problem is, you, you could potentially miss what, a glancing header going straight down the middle of the goals there. If the you're going, right then
3: you don't see. Yeah, but you're already in the middle of the goals. I'm not yeah. saying you you dive as soon as the free kick's taken. That would be ridiculous. I'm saying you're just mentally prepared. Well, the keepers but, seem like they caught off guard by it. Yeah, but,
2: but, that, this but that's, is... that's that's the problem, isn't it? That he's got to make a decision yeah. and he makes it too late. And then that's he misses the. Yeah, but then he doesn't do anything. That about. is your number one priority. That's yeah. your first decision. Hose, this
0: is this is serious goalkeeping. This isn't Allison on corners. Like these are professional All right, De Gea.
3: <laughs> All right, De Gea.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> But Casper, he's got to make a decision. I'll I I he <laughs> should make a decision. He should go um and, and with the flight of the ball. And then if um who was it, was it Rodrigo running in there, or well, I think it might have even been Harrison running across him. If if they're good enough to get a touch, then at least that way they have finished, like they've scored the goal, as opposed to like everyone doing nothing and assuming that yeah. someone will get, get something. Yeah, on doing him. a Luke Shaw at the back post yeah, and letting um, another silver ghost in there, and and you see you see it all the time. So I think they they should have done something. Um, the other thing is um, because of Leicester's injuries, they had to go four at the back, which doesn't suit their their midfield rotations either. So I think that hamstrung them. So a was little Johnny bit. back out again? Sure uh, no, no jo- Johnny was there. Um, but so we Arizona, are he? missing um,
2: Vestergaard, the big lump. He has, he's, he has Since Johnny's come back, he hasn't played. Has he been injured or is he just not getting in the team?
1: Well, he can't play as well in a three because he's not as mobile. So, when when we've got three okay. at the back, you, you, we need the back three to be more mobile and he's not mobile enough. So, when, when we play a four, then he's got a chance of selection when we play a four. But the problem was that um, Evans is fit now. So then he doesn't, then for when we play a four, there's only two centre backs, and then he doesn't get selected because he's the third best centre back. If that makes sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. This game I'm definitely,
2: saying, yeah. Yeah. As I say, it seems like an unusual signing when you're bringing him in for Fafana that, like, who you play in a three and that's your preferred formation. Like, from less, it seems weird that you bring in a guy that you don't want to play in a three, but that's what you want to play. Yeah. So I- you're, essentially, you're essentially not getting the signing, filling that space you want.
1: Yeah, I agree, but it's a panic buy, isn't it? Like it's a yeah, it's a Fafana gets injured yeah. late doors and we're like, shit, we can't go in the season without um, without a, another centre-back and we need a new one who's around or and we can um, get one. Well, was I, yeah. I would presume, would be the best option at that point because it's very unlike Leicester to go and do something like that. Like most of their purchases are very well thought out and being scouted for a couple of years, so it is a little bit unusual that they just go and do that. Obviously, their hand was forced in this situation. A point... Probably fair for both teams, I think. Given it was a tennis match,
3: yeah, yeah exactly. I'm happy with that from the neutral perspective. Just wish there was a few more goals for how, uh, like, yeah, erratic it was
2: and unusual, right? The game yeah. was, yeah. It was a real opportunity there for Leicester to, to get a, a good win under their belt, but yeah, unfortunately couldn't couldn't get it, and they are in twelfth now. Um, Leeds, I think they actually jumped up a little there with that draw, up to fifteenth. Um, so, yeah, two teams not really firing in all cylinders. But, I mean, it's so tight in that from 6th to 17th, there's seven points. So, two wins and you're, you're pushing for 6th. So, it's uh, yeah, it's very tight in the table at the moment. All righty, let's move on to Arsenal 1, Watford 0. Um, and the Arsenal momentum just keeps rolling on. And they, they can't stop winning or Rainier not winning at happy. the moment. And You're not happy one bit. What I do you think about that,
0: Boys, I'm going to jump on my high horse here. Um, Go on. And I, I think don't think that goal. I don't think that goal should have been allowed. Explain. I think Wasn't there was a hey foul back. The Watford player. No, well, leave. give the ball back. I don't care about that one. I'm talking about the second one where Party checks the Watford player.
2: I think it's um, it La Conga. Yeah, he would have been him. in
0: a position to like make a defensive effort there. And he was on the deck because Party had just dropped
2: it. Mm, you know, you, but he dropped Sar, he's not doing any defensive work. So But but no you change. can't you
0: can't make you can't make that judgment based on Sar. That's where the player would have been who could have stepped across and blocked Smith Row. Like, there was obviously a foul there.
2: Yeah, I I it was it was iffy. It was iffy. I I I think it definitely it, you could see it being called off for sure. But I mean at the end of the day, Watford produced absolutely nothing in that game. And Arsenal probably should have had more anyway. So, card. Yeah. And that was that was a Did you think that was a red? I didn't think that was a red. Or no, second not a second yellow. Not a second yeah, yellow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he yellow, sort of yeah. goes the swing he and then pulls out at the last second.
3: And he doesn't actually make contact. Mm. Except with the ball. His left his planted foot is the one that the ball hits and bounces out. So it's pretty harsh, but maybe, I don't know.
0: So the other key moment in this one, Barney, was um Benny Foster pulled out a save from a penno from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. A uh, bit surprising there, but um, Benny Foster's quite popular on social media, so I imagine he's blown up again.
2: In his fight on the YouTube channel, that one. Yeah, 500th game. Yeah, 500th game. Cycling goalkeeper. Yeah, not a good
0: penalty either. Not a good penalty.
2: Another shit pen down like like hip height down the middle. What is with these pens going on at the moment? So many bad ones out there. But yeah, it was actually it was a very good win uh, again for Arsenal, and they're up to fifth. Two points behind uh, Liverpool in the table. Which is unreal. Isn't that unreal sense? Yeah, so it's crazy. They've taken the most
3: 20 from the last twenty four points.
2: I think they're the most informed team now. Yeah,
1: I saw, I saw one of those daft ladders where it's like someone's gone, or oh, they've had a good run of form since you know date X or whatever, and someone put a whatever a ladder, suits a narrative, a stat, yeah, whatever suits a narrative, and someone put a table up like if the season had like gone from like March the 13th to now, Arsenal would be third or something like that. And I was like, yeah, or oh, okay, and Liverpool that, would be weird. way ahead of everyone because yeah. they they hadn't lost since then or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they just oh, I don't know, they just some yeah, just some weird cut off date and start date that spans two seasons. Yeah, it's I so well yeah, so go go jo- now you go, Josh. i uh, yeah.
3: just having a quick look at um, Arsenal's uh, results, like the teams they've played. To be fair, the hardest team you would say they have played in that run of form may be Spurs.
2: I agree. Yeah, so, oh, no, Crystal, it's not, Crystal Palace it's not
0: at all. Halsey, just as you're going through those stats, just answer me this: Why do you hate Arsenal and their fans?
3: I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just something you're born with, I think. It's weird that you produce AFTV as well, but you hate the fans. Yeah, I just I'm really into media and like production and stuff like that. <laughs> just get out yeah. a hobby. If you produce that, you'd be
1: absolutely minted because that gets a lot of views. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's, but it's, it's, not it's
0: actually it's actually so quiet now. Like I haven't heard from Arsenal Fan TV in weeks, and it's kind of disappointing. So that means they're winning again.
1: Their views go up when they lose. How crazy is that? Yeah. But when yeah. they lose, everyone's like,
3: "Oh, this will be good." Everyone else watches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sean, yeah. I'll, I'll give you this. I'll say that Leicester are the, the best team they've played. Um, in this run of form. Didn't Man yeah, City beat? Well, we are defending
1: FA Cup champions, so that kind of makes sense, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Didn't I thought Man um, City beat earlier in the season or Chelsea?
3: Yeah, no, so, no but like in the. Yeah, oh, they lost
1: since,
2: Oh, since, since they've. Oh, they okay. have, I'm saying yeah. they haven't been.
1: You got the wrong cutoff uh, yeah. date, Barney, remember? Good
2: so time, yeah. here, man. I didn't hear the narrative. We're
0: Barney, yeah. wake up to yourself, but I can tell you Arsenal's next fixture on the 21st of November is against Liverpool. Oh, so that, will, that one, is yeah. going to be Europa League spots decided right there and then. It's going
2: to be a six-pointer. <laughs> Another one, can <laughs> you believe <laughs> it? let's let's, uh, let's move on to the uh, next one we've got here, and that is the cracker of the weekend. West Ham 3, Liverpool 2, Josh... I'll give you 30 seconds to explain why we shouldn't be calling him Catflaps, Alison.
3: Oh, you could call him that. He didn't have a good game. That's fine. If you call him Cat Flaps, you get to call to, hey, Catflaps. There it is. There it <laughs> is. The there's the
2: excuse.
0: Don't, it's not an excuse. It's I just a likeness. Don't give us this self deprecating, oh, we're <laughs> never good. Oh, it's good to hear Alison. Now go on, dive in on him. Fuck it.
3: No, him. No, <laughs> no. Or who? Liverpool or West Liverpool. Ham? Liverpool.
0: Oh, that was shit. That was so bad. Alison couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, nah, I mean, he didn't really have anything else to try and catch or save aside from those corners and he botched that corner or both corners, really, and he botched those up. So that's frustrating. I think equally, not equally to blame, but for the second two goals, definitely Alexander-Arnold is a massive culprit for those. He just didn't identify the danger on the second goal um, and, and just tracked way too late. And obviously, the third goal, you saw that. He pulled a bit of a lucky shot at the back and just sort of watched everything happen in front of him. And, and that... and. Out. That was horrific because he was never <laughs> he was never like near the post or ever ever between a, um Zuma and and the ball. And it's
2: just I don't know. Yeah, I think he, he forgot he forgot what the definition of zonal marking was. Or like he's, yeah, just, he's just, just like who's tracking him? Who's tracking him? He's like ah, oh, we're zonal. Fuck. Yeah, so that was and even and
3: but to be fair, Allison could have maybe even dealt with that one. So Well, that, you don't you
0: don't want him getting out there for that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not, it won't end well.
3: So, Halsey, do you, um,
1: like I know alzen has been good for you guys ever since you signed him, really. He's only made a couple of mistakes. I think when he first got signed, he uh, tried to do a drag back and got the ball picked off him, but he hasn't really made yeah. a lot of mistakes. So, no. do you kind of like regret that tweet where you said, bring back Carrius" <laughs> and then you deleted it or what, what do you no, think? I'm going to put it?
3: it back up now, obviously. <laughs> You're like Conor McGregor, tweet and delete. Yeah. Go Job. You get, have yeah, a
0: go. Yeah. No, so look, I really want to um, talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold's free kick. That was quite stunning. but True. At, Ooh. At the same token, also, I also want to talk about the fear in his eyes when Zuma rose from the corner. Um, I really – I got to enjoy a number of angles in this and there's like <laughs> – there's a snipp- there's a snippet of him watching the ball come in and obviously he's quite scared because Allison's in the box so he's like, oh, anything could happen. And then he sort of realises he's the closest man to Zuma and Zuma Zuma's a really tremendous athlete and like I know he's been criticised because he's, he's a bit of a liability sometimes but it, like he leaps so well and he gets up and then you get to see Trent Alexander-Arnold sort of looking up. Up at him as he goes, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit, he's unmarked. He's probably my man." Yeah, what a goal. I should have just stood on the Great post or something.
3: Yeah, it was like um <laughs> yeah. Space Jam where Michael Jordan's doing the big dunk at the end, <laughs> and everyone's just watching <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> there you go, Barn. but uh,
0: as you said too on that second goal, I think he was really slow to react to to the break. Like he saw Jared Bowen sort of come out, but I would have liked to have seen one of someone. Someone should have tackled him. Jared Bowen. There are three of them. Yeah, yeah. Don't even go for the ball. Oh. Nah,
2: one hundred percent not. Nah. Defending was bad. And, yeah. Defending yeah, was bad on the second wheel. I, I, I agree as well. But Josh, I got a question for you. Would Would you take uh, 20 or we can sort of fudge the number to what we need to, but would you take less sure. of Alexander Arnold's like attacking ability away and give him more defensive ability? Or do you You sort of, you get sort of like the burden you bear when you have him in the team. It's like, you know what he offers going forward. But like he can't, or you can't always guarantee he's going to be defensive. But that's just what you live with, sort of thing. That's a good question. I'll give,
3: that's a fair question. Um, I'll probably leave it as is because I think his attacking ability is more consistent than his defensive, like lackingness. It's that like he has a howler like that game you'd say, but sometimes he, he's not so bad. But we, it kind of is vital to our our playstyle and Liverpool's overall attack as well to have him. Be so offensively adept. So yeah, I, um, I agree. So I don't know; it's hard hard to say. I'll probably leave it as is. And you know, you got Verge back there, so you can okay. cover a few mistakes. Well, I think he's
1: he suits Liverpool much better, and you'd rather him be much more attacking, um, being Liverpool because like Liverpool are generally going to be better than the team they're playing against. They're generally going to have more ball, so that's the type of um, right back that you want at Liverpool. Like obviously, you can't have that type of right back at say Manchester United where they're struggling defensively. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah, it was seg- the same, again
3: today. <laughs> yeah, th- was the
1: same again today. But I think it's important to realise
0: that it's two two world-class on, players who have had an off day, like Alisson and alexander yeah. Arnold. like two very good players that just had a bad day and that's kind yeah. of happen over a 38-game season. Or as much as I'd love to get carried away and say they're shit and they're <laughs> terrible and they're both – and Allison is just an atrocious goalkeeper on corners, but <laughs> – like they are, they they they're so good every other week. Like you don't want to sort of and Liverpool they
3: weren't too much bad. Liverpool weren't bad today. Aside from the those, aside from those two set pieces, Liverpool were by far and away the better team. Um, Leicester, I'm um, sorry, West Ham didn't have a shot. Didn't have a shot, let alone one on target until Fournell scored that goal. Um,
0: but he did. Yeah.
3: No, no, yeah. So importantly, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think Liverpool did what enough that they would normally do to win a game like that, but they also made some howlers that, that they normally wouldn't make. So oh. it, it cost them.
1: On the we like we fall into that trap of, I suppose, of talking about um, Liverpool more so than West Ham, but West Ham were unbelievable again. Another great game by um, Declan Rice. Um, and, Job, your really? boy, I think so. And I think... it was.
3: Okay, I think get, he works.
1: I think he works really hard, and he's like a barometer yeah. for them. So he's and now he's got the armband from um, Noble full time, essentially. I, yeah, I just think he just he just drives them forward. Like he he'll get a big big move if um, West Ham don't make the Champions League. And job of your boy Antonio goalless again.
0: Yeah, but so was Mo Salah. So it's okay because they nullified Mo Salah at the expense of Antonio. So it's like. Yeah, uh, swings and roundabouts, sure, no. But no, look, it was it was built up to be something special, but um Virgil van Dijk sort of had him in his pocket. But I think Ben Rama I thought was excellent when he was yeah. on the pitch as well. Like he, he looked dangerous that doing a great deal, but I think Suchek and Declan Rice are very disciplined in their roles and you know, you don't want to get carried away with Declan Rice, he's the greatest player ever to have put on a shirt. I but, mean um,
3: he lost the battle in midfield overall you'd say.
0: Yeah, he did. He did, but he, like he still to
3: Ox and Fabinho.
0: But again, you take that like the way that they sort of worked Rice and Suchek to close the space yeah. for those wingers was just so important. And again, not popping up on the stat sheet, but like just getting into those areas yeah. to make it hard for him was just so important to get that counter attack going.
3: I think, I think, I think Rice would stay at West Ham because they were even they were talking today about uh, West Ham potentially getting a big buyout, like a, a bit of a Newcastle, Man City treatment. Um, so, the injection of cash could help keep him. Um, and then in a few years, he'll be sort of like. Like Jordan Henderson is now, I think he'll have that more confidence, and maturity of captaining the team, yeah. be a full fledged leader, and be able to pass the ball forward without turning it over. So
0: oh, I think you've lost your goddamn mind. He's at Manchester United next year he, for two hundred million. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he goes unless um, West Ham make Champions League. If man, if uh, West Ham make the Champions League, I think he'll stay. But if they don't, I think he goes. I think I think Jobs right. I think he gets picked off. I think obviously Manchester United's prime for. Um, a player like him. Um, the other one I'd say is, is Chelsea, although
3: they need him far, far less. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, those clubs love buying just players for the sake of it. Yeah, exactly. All righty, let's just... Uh, oh, just you know what? Okay, can we talk about one more thing? The, the
2: oh, not well, red well, card. i check the, check the time. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah just so I needed, I've yeah. got
3: jobber's, jobber's thoughts off air, but I'd like to get it on record.
2: Uh the, Let's yeah, go around the red room. card. Red card. Red year, well by the way. You s- yeah, those, those home. yeah. Do you know what we're talking <laughs> Play about? Play on
3: <laughs> It was though. That's so that that's come back to that red card or penalty situation where it was outside the box. The ref didn't give a, a, a free kick or anything, so then V A R can only look at it because it was a red card, a potential red card. Like if it wasn't, it ca- they can't give a free kick or a yellow card. Follow they can that. only give a red yeah. or nothing. So
0: I w- I'm going to take a diplomatic approach here and say, "It this is a tackle right, damn that, it. where you really, like the timing of where you look at the tackle is so important in this. Cause like, if you look at the initial tackle, he goes in, gets top of the ball, his foot shouldn't be that high. And you're like, that's not a good tackle. And then you look at the contact on Henderson. You're like, Oh my God, that's dreadful. Like, and if you just took that, that frame, you're like, that's a horrendous tackle, and he should be looking at like six to eight. But if you go back and look at the original tackle, you're like, oh, he's a bit unlucky. Not good, but not a heap of malice in it.
3: I thought watching it live, I'm like, that's a red card. It's it was so obvious, like how how he went. He he yeah. People are like, oh, his foot bounced off the ball. That's what happens when you you go over the top of the ball. And he he didn't. I think if Henderson <laughs> plants, get hurt. His, yeah yeah. I think if if Henderson like plants his foot and doesn't try and pull it. Like that's like that's how legs kind of get broken. So it's and then the second foot comes off the ground as, as well and wraps around the back and kind of scissors the the left leg and it's it's ugly. I don't know how it's not a
2: red card. It is, so. it is ugly. All but right.
0: yeah. but the result was not ugly. So Barney, let's finish on that note.
2: Yeah, we're pretty unanimous <laughs> there, except for that psychopath jobber. All right, some quick, quick results around the around the rest of the game. Southampton beat Aston Villa 1-0, and that spelled the end for Danny Smith at Villa. Crystal Palace got a very good win against Wolves 2 0. Conor Gallagher popping up again, feeding my fantasy team. Uh, Norwich, first win of the season over Brentford 2 1. And Brighton drew with Newcastle, who are the only winless team in the league still. I another love red card that. There. Oh, I hope
1: they go down so fucking bad. Oh, I fucking over it so much. Nice no, oh, fucking so job.
2: Um, Jobber, there were rumors that you had something in the mailbag. Is this true?
0: Uh, that's incorrect, Sam. I had a bunch of advertising oh. material, that, that I wasn't willing to sift through. But let me assure you, that will be returning with gusto after the international break. Did so we? I'm did we end up getting that
1: twenty uh, percent off HelloFresh or not? We
2: didn't. No, we um. didn't. But I did. <laughs> hey, I, I, I signed. I signed up to that Naked Wine subscription. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sweet. That wasn't
0: wine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right,
3: I'm going to do a quick. Uh, seeing as Jobber dropped the ball there, I'll do a quick run through of the uh, the fantasy because we haven't done that in a couple of weeks, um, and there's an international break this week, so give plenty of time for people to fix up their lineups, which I definitely need to do. I had the third lowest score this week, but I somehow still still won my game, so I'll take it. Um, so we'll just jump into the Champions League spots on the standings. We've got um, JK Reds on top, uh, equal points with ALWFC Barcelona in third, and Job of the Heart rounding out the top four. If you do a little, big old scroll down to the bottom, we've got uh, Soy Milk FC, Intermi Van and Durry Hills FC uh, have all been uh, occupying that bottom three relegation zone for quite some time now. So don't forget to log in and fix your teams up. I Jobba, forgot to do one teams s- the last two weeks. So,
2: sorry, can we just, before we move on, can we just, I just want to touch on that. I absolutely smoked Jobber this week in fantasy as well. Yeah, job, you're, you're right outside the relegation con- zone. Close. <laughs> can
0: confirm I did not. I haven't submitted the team for some time. Um, I think Romelu Lukaku is my captain. He's been struggling the last couple of weeks, owing <laughs> 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 to the fact he hasn't played.
2: Even when he's
1: you, playing, he's not scoring. you got John Arnorisa at left back, mate. He's been... <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what you a left for, foot. You, pre- you prepare for fantasy about as much as you prepare for this pod, mate. That's good. That's good, That's good <laughs> nah, to see. I got him. righty We're going so, to catch us, Job.
1: And and Bam, and we sorry, Job. Um, Bam, what, what's the running order for um the next two weeks? You gotta you gotta tell the fans about that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Just a quick update. We'll be taking the international break as well. I think Woo. Job is gonna go try and rest. catch Armenia versus Moldova uh locally. So that'll be good for him. Uh and then I think coming back after the the break will be our big 100 episode that's episode 100 uh, It might be something special in there for for everyone so make Very sure you exciting. listen. And, and Job, Joe what what were you
1: saying to the haters and trolls about making it to episode 100 <laughs> what were you saying <laughs> oh, there? them about <laughs> or something
0: <like> that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you boys are having a good time but look if you want to if you're looking to if you like Alison are looking to catch something um, Get onto us oh to email paper <laughs> at gmail.com, Facebook footballplayedonpaper, Insta at footballonpaper, and Twitter at footballonpods. We will catch you next week. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him.
1: Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh?
0: He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout.
2: Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one.